A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. The title of this podcast was actually supposed to be Nico Rosberg. Will he, won't he? <laughs> but Kunal, with a name like that, I'm sure none of our listeners would have tuned in. <laughs> so we've made a wise decision to give the title to Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I really hope this isn't the only title Lewis Hamilton will win in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Nico Rosberg celebrated his third consecutive win in China. The statistics already crown him to be this year's world champion. But Kunal, he is being extremely modest. And you know, we should be too. Nico Rosberg is up against the mighty Lewis Hamilton. Whether Hamilton's comeback is a successful one or not. You know, we are going to be in for a truly heck of a season. And it's a real shame if the fans aren't tuning in already. And for this, I mean the 2016 Formula 1 season and the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. <laughs> More importantly, our <laughs> podcast. But we have a 36 points difference between the title contenders. And we mustn't forget there's a maximum of 450 points up for grabs still. That's a hell of a lot of points, I must tell you. And suddenly this Nico Rosberg versus Lewis Hamilton seems very serious business. And that's good for the sport because... Mercedes versus Ferrari doesn't seem like serious business at all. <laughs> the question on everyone's mind, can Lewis Hamilton, will Lewis Hamilton? He's got the pace, he's got the car, but the luck? Well, I'm not sure. So, one thing is for real and that Lewis Hamilton will bounce back. There isn't an iota of doubt in that. And the fourth world title will be well fought. We must thank God for that. And can Nico Rosberg? Well, he's also got the car and the pace and he certainly seems to have the luck at the moment. But for how long, Kunal? Reliability issues, well, that could have hit him too. Oh yes, absolutely. So, very interestingly, Mercedes switched mechanics in their garages at the start of the season. So basically, Hamilton's good luck has rubbed off on Nico Rosberg. Or actually, more importantly, Rosberg's ill luck has probably rubbed off on Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Nico Rosberg always seems to have this aura of uncertainty around him. And we've discussed this before on the podcast too. Does Nico Rosberg actually lack the mental strength that Lewis Hamilton seems to have? That's a very good point, you know, because uh, the way I see it, if Hamilton, Vettel or Michael Schumacher would have achieved this feat of winning the opening three races of a new season, we'd have probably agreed that they were going to be the world champion that year. The question is, is this 2014 all over again? Kunal, if you remember, in 2014, Nico Rosberg had a 29-point lead after the first three races. Well, this time in 2016, he has a 36-point lead. But of course, the going is only going to get tougher. <laughs> you know, what's, what's going to make it more interesting is Rosberg 
is also fighting for a Mercedes contract. Ouch. And this whole talk of Verstappen being a free agent in 2017, it'll be damn funny if Rosberg wins and Mercedes replaces him anyway with Max Verstappen. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's mean to laugh, but I can't help it. (laughs) And, you know, despite being a winner in China, Rosberg had the most boring race possible. (laughs) And he had the most boring celebration. He's been learning nothing from Lewis Hamilton. He (laughs) celebrated with a Burger King burger. (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) So, you know, I think... Rosberg needs to read Hamilton's party notes as well. You know, there's a lot of speculation that Rosberg reads Lewis's data and ends up going quicker. And maybe it's time he reads the party notes as well. But for the moment, Rosberg is the king of Formula One. But like I said, for the moment. Only for the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Kunal, I have a question. So if Max Verstappen wins a race, as we all know he soon will, how will he celebrate his victory? How? Max Verstappen will celebrate his victory with a big Max burger. (laughs) (laughs) You know, back to our Chinese Grand Prix winner, the other statistic that Nico Rosberg has to his name now is that he's the one driver with the highest number of wins, but without a world championship under his belt. Well, and this could still remain unchanged by the time 2016 concludes. Are Lewis Hamilton's off-track antics getting to him? Is he getting out of focus, out of hand? You know, the unpopular answer would be yes. But I'm going to be a little diplomatic because our listeners absolutely love him. Let me just say that Hamilton's probably got more in his focus than a fourth Formula One world title. (laughs) And Kunal, as he said himself, he has no joker in his pack anymore. But of course, isn't he the joker here? (laughs) (laughs) If the world champion of a sport is a joker, what does that make the sport? (laughs) A joke. (laughs) (laughs) There is this whole talk of the title challenge. Will Nico Rosberg win? Will Hamilton win? We've fallen prey to it as well. But let's admit that it's a little too early to talk about 2016 titles. Which is exactly why we will go back to talking about the Chinese Grand Prix. So we had an incident packed race, but miraculously, each and every one of the 22 cars finished. Ouch. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) We had three teams on the podium. Again. (laughs) And McLaren out of the points. Again. Again. But it was McLaren's first race of the season where both cars finished. And it was also Alonso's first finish of the season. (laughs) I don't know if you remember, but at the end of Q2, when Alonso moaned on the radio because there was lack of time for him to make it into Q3, I don't know if that moan was because he was in pain or he was just disappointed. (laughs) A driver who had an absolutely brilliant race in China, Danny Kivat Kunal. Let's clap for him. Yes. Woo! Just in time for the Russian Grand Prix. Hopefully, that will bring a lot of Russians into the stands. <laughs> not just Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Kivat also won the F1 Driver of the Day, Kunal, for wow, whatever it's wow. worth. One more applaud. <laughs> I don't know what it's worth, but one more Let's applaud. Let's clap for him. <laughs> 
and Lewis Hamilton made the perfect start. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Only that he was way behind in P22. And what was most interesting about Lewis's race for me was his battle with Massa. And it was probably even more so because Massa finished ahead. That rarely oh, happens. Okay. You know, it was 2008 all over again for me. <laughs> Hamilton said that the Mercedes felt like a four-poster bed to drive. <laughs> I don't believe him. You know, you mean he's actually tried driving a four-poster bed? <laughs> So Mercedes claims that they had remains of a dead bird stuck in their front wing in qualifying. Ouch. And we thought Red Bull Racing's campaign was gives you wings. (laughs) (laughs) Not Mercedes for sure. And interestingly, Haas finished out of the points for the first time in their career ever. How good does that statement sound? Ouch. (laughs) You know, a case of back to life. Back to reality for the all-American team. I just hope it wasn't a case of beginner's luck for them. (laughs) Verstappen and Sainz in the points yet again. Good job, boys. Yes, oh yes. They are on a roll. And, uh, you know, I'm going to bring in Johnny Herbert here. I have no idea what he's done in Formula 1. But I do know (laughs) that he started his career with a crash. And he ended his career with a car crash as well. But anyway, Johnny Herbert said that Carlos Sainz is better than Max Verstappen. Okay. Firstly, I don't know who asked him that question. (laughs) But something clearly seems wrong with Herbert, you know. He also said that Alonso should retire. And, you know, now he's going on about Sainz and Verstappen. And let's admit it, you know, that both of them are absolutely evenly matched. The 2015 statistics might not indicate so. But what I will admit is that one driver's got better PR and we know who he is. Ooh. <laughs> Force India out of the points yet again. Oops. But the safety car did throw them out of contention. But here's something funny. Force India scored more penalties than points in China. <laughs> At least they scored something. They are a perfect example of follow your leader. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Of course, uh, and we have to talk about the opening lap incident between the two Ferraris. Uh, Kivat came in like a torpedo, Vettel went on his left, threw Raikkonen off. I just think that Vettel was trying too hard post the race to prove his innocence, you know. (laughs) It sounds very funny to me and Vettel should actually be embarrassed than angry. And the only place where I'd probably agree with Vettel was that a cockpit and a camera view can be totally different. But my, was Kimi Raikkonen pissed? Of course. (laughs) But Raikkonen and Ricciardo, had both their races not been compromised, I'm sure we would have seen one, if not both of them, on the podium. Oh, yes. And interestingly, there was hope that Hamilton would also make it to the podium, you know. And there was this talk of whether he should start at the back of the grid or from the pits and try different strategies. He actually did five stops and managed a P7. The funny part here is that Raikkonen and Ricciardo, who also had opening lap incidents, managed a fifth and fourth. I guess they didn't have to drive a four-poster bed. (laughs) (laughs) But Lewis Hamilton, he tried all of Pirelli's compounds in China, barring the wets. (laughs) So that's a fun statistic for him. You know, I keep saying that we should give every single person Mercedes engines, but imagine if there was indeed a Red Bull Mercedes 
partnership here. You know, they wow. would have surely been on the top step or the podium. The Red Bull chassis is great. We can see it now. The Renault engine is good, which then, of course, also makes me wonder, how is the Renault car so bad? <laughs> Rio Haryanto said that their car is lacking a little bit of pace. <laughs> <laughs> joke of the day, Kunal. <laughs> no, the bigger joke of the weekend was... Jackie Stewart, the flying Scotsman, said that Mercedes should quit Formula One. I have no idea what he was smoking. (laughs) (laughs) His logic is that Mercedes should quit as a manufacturer while they're on the top and just provide their engines. That's interesting, but no. (laughs) (laughs) So we had 18 of our drivers go out for dinner which they then split into 18 bills and and paid with 18 credit cards. (laughs) Kunal, clearly Dutch is the flavor of the season. (laughs) (laughs) And in the restaurant, there was a typical Hamilton versus Rosberg banter. So Rosberg said that the norm is that the world champion pays. But well, guess what? They were all men. I don't know why Hamilton would pay for random men and taking them to dinner. (laughs) He does that to random women, if you remember. And of course, Hamilton is claiming that them going Dutch was Rosberg's idea. (laughs) He is fairly smart, I must say. But I think Formula 1 can also be a little smart. They could actually learn from their drivers. So we all know that their earnings are unequal. But they spent equally. Maybe, are they hinting at a budget cap here? (laughs) But here's the interesting thing. Raikkonen, Palmer, Magnussen and Haryanto were all missing from a dinner. I wonder where they were. (laughs) A lot of people wondered where they were. Why don't we try and cook up some conspiracy theory here? Kimi Raikkonen, your favourite driver. I think he was just upset that there was no vodka or Magnum on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I wonder what kind of a restaurant they went to. But maybe Kimi Raikkonen was busy taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Jolyon Palmer and Kevin Magnuson. I think it was just out of budget of the Renault's expenses. (laughs) (laughs) Rio Haryanto, well, no one wondered where he was, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I can tell you. The Indonesian government doesn't accept Chinese bills for reimbursement. (laughs) (laughs) Kunal, I think we owe a big, big thank you to the FIA. Thank you, FIA, for bringing back the real qualifying. (laughs) Thank heavens, thank God, thank everyone. But no thanking for the elongated red flag period in Q1 of qualifying. It was endless. (laughs) They took 22 minutes to dry a damn puddle on the main street. (laughs) And for all of this, we still think that the Chinese are most efficient. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. We assure you that in the pre-Russian Grand Prix episode, we'll probably have more tune-ins than the number of fans in the grandstands. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. 
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.